ladies, gentlemen, and undecided, my name is Julian, and welcome to the premiere of Men Insights Podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you will enjoy this show. Now, anyone who hasn't followed me on social media up until this point, probably wondering what is the Men Insights Podcast? Well, it is basically me talking about things that I'm quite passionate about, which are professional wrestling and comic books, specifically comic book movies. Um, but that won't be the only things that I'll be talking about. I'll also be talking about uh, topics that, you know, maybe you, the listener, could suggest for me. And I have one episode in particular that was suggested to me in the process of making this show, uh, where I'll be discussing upcoming video game releases. And let me look at my little schedule that I made out for myself. I will have that one uh, up by the end of August. Um, and I hope you will enjoy that one as well. Um, now, before I get started on the topic of discussion for this episode, I want to take this time to thank uh, my friends and family who have been very supportive of me throughout this process. Um, your support, of course, has meant everything to me, uh, especially during this particular time. Uh, and because I promised her I would give her a shout out, uh, London, I want to thank you especially for uh, the support that you've shown me throughout these last couple of months. Uh, it has meant everything to me, and I look forward very much to playing laser tag with you in the future. <laughs> now, on to the topic at hand for today. This episode, I'll be doing a condensed recap of the 2018 San Diego Comic-Con from this past weekend. Uh, I would discuss everything on there, but that's just too much to discuss. And also, a lot of stuff that I actually don't give a shit about. Yeah. Instead, I'll be discussing specific uh, things that happened at San Diego Comic-Con. Mostly the some of the DC projects that are coming out. As well as other, you know, great films and TV shows that, are, that will be premiering between now and early next year. First, I'll be discussing uh, the highly anticipated Wonder Woman 1984. Which, you know, they didn't give us too much details at San Diego Comic-Con. And they did have a little video reel that was shown to the audience who attended the panel. They have not released that footage yet. Uh, so I can't really go into much discussion about that. Only thing I can say was apparently the video started with her. With her, meaning Wonder Woman. Pronouns, pal. Shout out to... Conrad from something to wrestle with. Uh, basically, she is in a mall and she gets into it with a couple of thugs or whatever. Uh, details were a little fuzzy when I was looking them up. Uh, one interesting note, though, that that I did get from my research onto this particular subject, uh, that according to Patty Jenkins. Wonder Woman 1984, or Wonder Woman 84, as it's you know easier to say, it's not exactly a sequel to the 2017 Wonder Woman film. Uh, that it's rather its own movie telling its own story, and which kind of sounds a little confusing, but I kind of get it at the same time. I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. And one other interesting note that she did mention was. The, because, you know, people wondering why specifically 1984. Well, according to Patty Jenkins, she chose for the film to take place in 1984 because 
In that year, as she put it, mankind was both at its best and worst with the with looming Cold War and other events, you know, happening during that time. So, again, not a lot of specific details that were made available regarding this film for us. But, you know, since it does come out next year, November, I believe November 1st, 2019, uh, we should expect, you know, to receive more, you know, set photos and other behind-the-scenes things, you know, between then and now. And maybe 2019, San Diego Comic-Con will get that first trailer if we don't get one before then. Now, moving on to some of the other films from DC that we actually did get. A lot more for a lot, lot some footage that they did release. The first one I'll be talking about is the Aquaman trailer, and I'll give my thoughts on what went on and or what they presented to us in the trailer. Now, the trailer itself uh, was I rewatched it about four or five times, and in my opinion, it was yeah, I'm that cheesy. Uh, but seriously, the trailer was pretty glorious, and see a lot of people that say that it has a very, the battle scenes that they presented in the trailer had a very Lord of the Rings vibe, and I can definitely agree with that. I see that, uh, very reminiscent of the battle for Helm's Deep and Two Towers, as well as the big final battle in Mordor, uh, or sorry, rather before Mordor when they were in Gondor in the return of the king uh which very epic of course if you've seen those movies and if you haven't some of the best movies that have ever been made you should check out the lord of the rings trilogy uh and i would say check out the hobbit trilogy but you can you can go ahead and skip those i enjoyed them but they weren't necessary anyways uh now going on to a little bit of stuff that i liked about the trailer i liked how they gave enough of the story without spoiling too much i mean we kind of have an idea of what it's going to be you know because we already know there's there's going to be the big you know ocean master versus arthur fight as they you know already presented a little bit of it in the in the trailer uh oh by the way if you can hear the background noise i got wwe network going because i hate you know the uncomfortable silences uh sometimes or at least for me when i record stuff anyways now nicole kidman cast as queen alana at first i was a little unsure but the little bits and pieces they they showed in the trailer you know i actually like it you know i actually look forward to seeing you know how she does in the role and you know of course she looked beautiful you know, in the in the costume they showed her in. Um, Amber Heard returning as Mira, you know, reprising the small role that they condensed it to in Justice League. Should have been a lot more. Was going to be a lot more before, you know, Snyder left and Whedon took his place. But not going to talk about that, you know. <sighs> Amber, she looked gorgeous, as always. Uh, and... From the little bit that I could tell in the trailer, I look very much forward to seeing her be even more badass than what she was in Justice League. And Black Manta. <sighs> Boy, did that costume look perfect. Comic accurate to the T. That laser beam sh shot. Oof. Ugh, that was awesome. I loved it. 
Uh, and just a heads up, in the future, you're gonna, when I don't know what words to say, you're gonna hear me give out weird sound effects like that. But anyways, trailer looks great. Movie comes out October, no, not October, December 21st. Sorry, getting ahead of myself with another movie that's coming out October this year. Uh, looks great. Jason Momoa, you know, I know I have a few friends who don't like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. But I liked him in Justice League. Wish I could we could have seen more of him in Justice League. You know, the, the Zack Snyder scenes that were shot for him. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing what James Wan has done with the with the character. You know, I've always been a fan of James Wan ever since the first Saw film, which is one of the best horror gore films I've ever seen, especially that twist ending that really threw you out there. It was, for me, reminiscent of the first Sixth Sense movie. The... I don't know why I said the first, it was the only Sixth Sense movie, but, you know, just the, it's visually, it is visually pleasing, and just, I, sorry, when I get excited, I start to stutter and stammer a little bit, uh, but James Wan, from the visuals, he created a beautiful Atlantis, and as one video that I remember seeing, compared it to how but how Krypton looked in Man of Steel and yes it is it's very reminiscent of the epic beautiful shots of Krypton from Man of Steel and I'm very much looking forward to seeing the wonderful world of Atlantis in just in not just League, in the Aquaman film now second film on the docket from DC uh, whether you want to call it the DZEU or world of DC as some people are calling it now is the, the Shazam trailer now, I know a lot of people, myself included, were a little hesitant at the first announcement of Shazam, specifically with Zachary Levi in the part of Billy, Bats Billy Batson and, you know, of course, growing up Shazam. Now, after seeing the trailer for it, I feel Zachary Levi was the perfect choice for the role of Shazam. I know there's some people out there who still doubt it, but... Just, just watch the trailer. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Sorry, my voice is a little, uh, been getting over a cold, but just if my voice cracks, that's why. But just Zachary Levi was perfect in there. And that was just a two minute, two minute thirty second Neo trailer, just about two minutes thirty seconds. It was perfect. You know, the humor, in my opinion, it looks like it's the right balance of humor. And seriousness of the film, which, considering you know the character of Shazam being a, a teenager who gets the powers of a grown-up superhero, like of course it has to be a little goofy. You know, some people are saying, "Oh, they're trying to be too much like like you know the MCU." Get the fuck out of there with that bullshit. You know, if you're gonna come, if you're gonna give me that, then just fuck off. I don't want to hear it. But. You know, comes out next year, I believe in April. I could be wrong. Yes, it is April. Uh, and it just it is the right balance of humor and drama. They didn't give away a lot of action, which I like that. So, you know, that's very good as well. But, you know, we look... F 
I look forward to seeing more of what of what we're gonna see in the in future releases of you know as we approach the release date of Shazam. Now moving on from DC, we also have Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now I liked the 2014 Godzilla film. I know there's a lot of people who didn't, but I loved it. You know, I'm not that big into Godzilla, but I loved it. I really did. And I look, f I'm, before I even get to the details of the trailer, I'm very much looking forward to King of the Monsters. Uh, specifically because it is connected to the world of Kong Skull Island. You know, if you, if you got to watch that after credit scene uh, from Kong Skull Island, they showed the mon the monster island and had that little moment with the Godzilla roar, which was just, whew. Uh, for me, it was like an orgasmic experience in my opinion. I, I know, probably didn't like that analogy, but that's just my opinion. It was that perfect. Kong Skull Island was, I mean, it won't top, you know, the 2005 Peter Jackson King Kong film, in my opinion, you know, but it was pretty damn great. Now, getting back to the, the King of the Monster trailer. The way I look at it is, it's taking everything that was, that I thought was, that I feel at least, and others, uh, specifically if you watch, you know, the film junket podcast live podcast with dave and uh chris wong that take the things that were great about the first one and just crank it up to 11 pun intended since it's you know stranger things star millie bobby brown will be in the film uh, a very important part from what i could tell um uh, it takes everything that was great and epic of that first one and just cranks it up to to more Especially that that shot of Mothra in the, in the trailer. That was just beautiful work of art. It was beautiful. I love that. It was perfect. And and again, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. I've never paid much attention to the Japanese Godzilla films. Um, the 1998 Godzilla movie was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a super Godzilla fanatic like other people might be, but I love the 2014 Godzilla. I love Kong Skull Island, and I very much look forward to seeing Godzilla King of the Monsters because this is supposed to lay the groundwork of the eventual Kong versus Godzilla film that I believe we'll be getting in 2020. I'm not sure about that. I will have to check on that later on. Uh, and I'm sorry that I'm not giving too many details about a lot of this shit, but I guess again, I'm only going by what I was able to find in my research for this, and I'm just mainly giving my, you know, my sh opinions on some of the stuff, okay? Anyways, moving on to some of the other stuff. We have the trailer for Glass was finally premiered on, f on Friday at San Diego Comic-Con. Now... Anyone who's seen the earlier work of M. Night Shyamalan, specifically Unbreakable, you know, when you saw the twist, that twist ending of Split, you knew exactly where the story was going when you saw that, as I did immediately. Now, 
And speaking of Split, when I was doing my research on this little bit of for the movie Glass, it turns out that he never actually presented that ending on the early early test screenings because he wanted to keep that surprise when it hit the, when it hit the its theatrical release. And I am glad that he did because it was the movie was not spoiled for me at all when I finally got to watch that film and I saw Bruce Willis at the end saying his name was Mr. Glass. I about shit myself with excitement. <laughs> Uh, and as soon as I saw that, I went online to make sure that I was not, you know, imagining this. And yes, it was him reprising his role of, sorry, David Dune. I'm sorry, I'm just blanking out right now. I'm too excited. And that this was setting up the movie Glass that will be coming out next, early next year, which will have Samuel L. Jackson reprising his role of Mr. Glass. We'll have James McAvoy coming back in his role. And by the way, to me, James McAvoy, I've always been a fan of his work. But this is a character that he was freaking born to play. And I cannot picture anybody else pulling it off like he can. He is brilliant in this role. Pulling off all these different personalities. Basically in the snap of your fingers like that. It is perfect. And to me, that kind of performance is Academy Award nominated worthy. But, you know, again, going back to the podcast of Chris Wong and, and Dave, the film junkie, you know, the Academy doesn't recognize those kind of those kind of performances, but they should. Anyway, they gave you, like I said about, you know, Aquaman, they gave you just enough of the story to know where it's, to think you know where it's going, but not enough where you already know the entire movie. You know, like the, like the Spider-Man Homecoming trailers last year, that pretty much gave you getting middle and end of the film you already knew how how and where it was going to where you got to see the movie it was still fun but you already knew everything that was happening but anyways uh to me you know a lot of people they want to dismiss m night Shyamalan because of other movies he did after unbreakable like signs the village especially but you know to me m night Shyamalan, he is back in full form he is back to the greatness that he was from Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, Split brought him back up to the, you know, to the greatness that we knew he could be. <sighs> Sorry, just collecting myself right now. Now, next thing on my little docket here is the return of Star Wars Clone Wars, which will be part of the D Disney streaming service, I believe, launching next year. Uh, and if I'm wrong about that as well, just let me know. But yeah, it will it will be returning after being canceled after, uh, I believe, uh, sorry, I don't remember the stuff like that. <sighs> sorry, I had to take a drink of water, my throat's getting a little dry. But yeah, it is picking up exactly, almost exactly where they left off. Uh, I mean, I didn't get so I didn't really watch the Clone Wars, and towards the end, I was going through a lot of stuff at that time. But from the little trailer that they presented, it looks to be taking place just before the events of Episode Three: Re Revenge of the Sith, which I like. You know, bridges the gap in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith just a little bit more, and it also looks to be. Uh, 
putting some closure to the uh, uh, Ashoka and Anakin story. Uh, which I like that little tease that they had at the end of that trailer for that. And I look forward to seeing where they take the story as it's, you know, like I said, taking place just before Revenge of the Sith. Alright, now, moving on to the next movie on my list that I have here is Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I am a bit of a Harry Potter fanatic, not like super obsessed where I have like a whole shrine devoted to J.K. Rowling and the, and the books, but I love the books and I love the movies and I love the first Fantastic Beasts film. So, of course, I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing this one. Now... Uh, I know a lot of people were unhappy with the casting of Jude Law as young Dumbledore for this film. You know, a lot of them would rather have had the son of, I believe he was uh, Richard Harris, the first actor who played Dumbledore, that they would have rather had him play young Dumbledore for this film. But, I don't know, maybe he just didn't want to do it. Maybe they asked him and he said, no, I don't want to do it. So, they gave it to Jude Law and, you know, I like Jude Law. He's been in a lot of great movies that I've, that I've enjoyed. And I think he's actually going to be a great Dumbledore. I mean, the little bits that we got to see in the first and second trailer, uh, I think he's going to be a great Dumbledore. You know, he has that little bit of charm that, you know, makes us love the character of Albus Dumbledore. And uh, I also look forward to seeing more of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. We only got to see that little bit at the end of the first Fantastic Beasts film when it was revealed that, you know, Colin Farrell's character was actually Grindelwald in disguise and that it was Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Now, again, we only got to see just a little snippet of him and the character uh, of Grindelwald and I think he's going to be phenomenal in the role. You know, but then again, I'm a pretty big Johnny Depp fan. I'm a little biased, so yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to cancel him like others have in recent years. I think Johnny Depp is going to do great as Grindelwald, you know, he's played just about every other character you could, you know, nice to see him playing a wizard character. <sighs> Alright, take another sip of my Voss water, <sighs> which I guess will be my drink of choice when I record this show. Uh, Alright, moving on to the next one is a couple of the shows that will be part of the DC Universe streaming service, which will be launching later this year. Uh, I believe sometime in November. Uh, first, we have the trailer of Titans. Uh, I know they didn't really premiere at Comic-Con. It was premiered earlier in the week, but I'm talking about it anyways, so whatever. Now, as we saw in the trailer, this will be a TVMA show. It will be a mature show, not for little kids. So, if, you know, kids of the Teen Titans cartoon and Teen Titans Go cartoon uh, that we're looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, this show was not for you, but if you do watch it and mommy and daddy get upset, well, it's mommy and daddy's fault for thinking for letting you think this was a different kind of show. You know, it's a very dark, gritty, and you know, v -v 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 violent show because you know superheroes can't be violent apparently, according to some critics. At least when it's a DC DC story, they can't be violent. You know. Anyways, uh, you know, want to hear more of that kind of stuff? Just check out Comic Movie Marks. They'll They'll, you know, throw better jabs at it than I do. Uh, we have uh, Brandon Thwaites. Thwaites? Don't know how to pronounce that last name. 
in the role of Dick Grayson, uh, aka Robin. Um, you know, we saw the early shots of pictures of him that they released, and he looked great in the costume. In the trailer, we got to see him in action a little. You know, this is where the complaints already started coming in from people who apparently just have to shit on anything that's from DC Comics these days. Uh, where he, you know, broke some bones, you know, stepped on a guy's jaw, shot shot a gun at some of them. Or if you actually watch the trailer, he, he shot it above their heads, not actually at them. Uh, and then he, of course, gave the line that everyone remembered most from the trailer. Fuck Batman. What they need to understand is why he said that is this is a different kind of Robin where he left Batman because he didn't want to become Batman. He didn't want to become what Bruce Wayne be was becoming as Batman. And he's bitter and angry because of the life that he almost was sucked he was almost consumed by because of Bruce and Batman. You know, which is not too far off from the source material in the comics. You know, if you guys actually do your damn research, instead of just shitting on DC because, oh my god, it's too dark. <sighs> Anyways, Tegan Croft as Raven, I think she'll do pretty well. You know, they didn't give away too much of her powers in the trailer. You know, they gave you just a snippet because it was a teaser trailer. And I thought, you know, the little bit that they showed, like, actually looked pretty great. <laughs> Alright, sorry about that. Again, kind of dealing with the cold off and on. So, if that sneeze was a little loud and hurt your ears if you're wearing headphones, I apologize. Anyways. Uh, Ryan Potter, the actor cast in the role of Beast Boy. He looked good from what I can, what they showed us in the, in the preview. You know, we don't get to see him in his full green beast form. You know, we got to see a little slight teaser, a slight teaser of that. They didn't get to see too much of it. You know, but again, this is just a teaser. It's not the final product yet. You got to wait until it premieres, you know, when the DC's new universe stream service premieres. Uh, now, the Anna Diop, Diop, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Uh, the the actress cast in the role of Starfire. I mean, I've defended her casting in the past, you know, but at the same time, I'm not completely sold on her as the character. You know, I've defended her because people were being, you know, very hateful towards her because, you know, she was, she's not an orange alien looking person and, but whatever. Uh, I'm not going to automatically dismiss it as people being racist, although a lot of people did see it as that. For me, it's just, I defend, you know, diversity in a lot of these movies and TV shows, uh, and, but at the same time, I do understand why, you know, people get upset when the characters are not, as they, you know, as they say, true to, co to the comic character or, or comic book accurate, you know. You know, if you want to talk about comic book accurate, look at the MCU. It's a lot of shit in that. That's not comic accurate, but nobody complains. But again, yeah, that's a that's a something for another episode. Uh, yeah. You know, now some of the other characters that are going to be featured on the show is uh, Minka Kelly as Dove, and you know, of 
course, Megan Kelly is beautiful. She's pretty good actress. And from the little snippets I've, and pictures I've seen of her, she looks great in the role. And I hope that she'll be, you know, perfect for it. Anyways. Uh, sorry, I say anyway a lot. Um, I know that's going to be annoying. Uh, now, Alan Richards. Uh, as Hawk. Sorry, Alan, Alan Richardson. Sorry, I keep taking a lot of sips of water. My throat is dry. You know, the little snippets that I've seen, he looks freaking badass as Hawk. And, you know, a lot of people were wanting him to... I believe come in in the role of uh, Green Lantern uh, or Green Arrow. I'm not. A, I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to a lot of fan castings, <laughs> you know. But anyways, you know, I can understand why people are probably upset that he didn't play the character they wanted him to play. But you know, can't can't complain about you know what what you're not getting. Be happy with what you are getting. So, moving on from that DC Universe uh, show is one that most people, probably more people are more excited about, and it is Young Justice Outsiders. <sighs> I'm excited for this because this is picking almost exactly picking up from where they left off on the original Young Justice run, which was stupidly canceled after season two. Seriously, Cartoon Network, why, why, why do you cancel all the good, good ones and bring all the, the crap shows like Teen Titans Go and Thundercats Roar? Oh, fucking Thundercats Roar. Anyways, back on topic. <sighs> the animation looks great. It looks exactly like it was in the original run. And my understanding from research I've done after seeing the trailer, a lot of the original voice actors are returning for the for this new you know run of Young Justice Outsiders, and you know I love that. That's great. You know, keep it consistent. Don't you know bring it back and then have all new voices because you know we see how that doesn't work out with shows like you know the new Powerpuff Girls that came out a couple of years ago. Didn't have any of the original voice actors. A lot of a lot of fans did not like it. Uh, but yeah, we have this. A lot of the original voice actors returning from the from the first two seasons of Young Justice, and I again, I love that. That's great, keeping it consistent and connected. Uh, and just like with the Shazam trailer, you know, this one showed to me the right balance of humor and drama, which you know, it's expected with a lot of the DC animation shows and movies. So, you know, have nothing to complain about there. I'm looking forward to this. I love DC animated, sh you know, movies and TV shows. They usually can't go wrong with that, except for, except for, oh, sorry, Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans. Sorry, sorry. I just, I, I can't. I hate Teen Titans Go. I'm sure there's people who might be listening to this who like it. You know, good for you. That's, you know, that's that's your thing, but it's not for me. <laughs> Now, the last thing that I have on my list of st movies, TV shows that I'll be talking about on here is the, to me, highly anticipated Venom film starring the awesome badass Tom Hardy in the role of Eddie Brock, Venom. Now, a lot of people keep talking about like, oh, is this going to be connected to the MCU and the Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming universe, whatever, from from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> And 
you know, of course, as you know, they keep saying that no, this is not connected to the MCU. You know, but then again, you know, you never know. They could just be bullshitting us. You know, like they've, you know, they've said that Tom Holland's Spider-Man or Peter Parker will not be featured in this film. You know, which to me, I'm okay with that if it's true. But at the same time, you never know because they could be bullshitting us. And uh, that this film is a standalone story created solely by Sony and it is for their Spider-Verse or Venom-Verse or whatever you want to call it. And uh, they did show a little, a, a good little, you know, reel at San Diego Comic-Con. They haven't released it officially yet because there was a lot of unfinished visual effects. But uh, I do have a little bit of info that I was able to gather from, uh, like, you know, people who were there and... I'll give you a little rundown of what I heard. There was apparently a scene where Eddie Brock is in a grocery store and, you know, some shit goes down and the Venom symbi symbiote or symbiote, you know, however it's pronounced, you know, comes out and basically just fucks shit up for the for these dudes that are messing with this older lady. At the end of it, you know, he, you know Eddie Brock looks at the old lady and goes, you know, have a nice day or something like that and walks out and you're just like, the fuck did I just, the fuck did I just watch? <sighs> Another little bit of info that they I did get from researching that little clip is that there's a parent that apparently there's a part where the the sim the symbiote is talking with Eddie, which you know we already see all that saw that in the second trailer and it's also very much like in the comics and the old Spider-Man cartoons from the 90s, but that at one point. The, sim the symbiote or symbiote actually forms a separate head and talks to Eddie Brock, which again, so comic accurate, straight out of the comics, and I love that. I look very much look forward to hearing that and seeing that on screen because, you know, as a fan of Spider-Man comics, Spider-Man is my favorite from Marvel. I've loved the the Marvel story, the Marvel stories with Venom, especially, and Spider-Man with Venom. <laughs> Did not like Spider-Man 3 film with Venom. That was an abomination to the character. Uh, which, you know, pretty unanimous. But anyways, you know, I love Eddie Brock, you know, the character. And I love the Venom character. And I feel that Tom Hardy is going to do true justice to this character. And... <clears throat> Sorry again, my throat is a little dry. I gotta take another sip of my Voss water. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the footage itself, again, it's not going to be released anytime soon, I believe, because of you know the unfinished visual effects. But you know, with the release of the film coming out October fifth, you can expect it to you know little bits and pieces to be released between now and then. Uh, another great little bit of info that I did get from uh, that that little Comic Con panel for Venom, that Venom will be actually fighting. Other symbiotes throughout the movie, you know, such as you know, like you know, like Riot, Carnage, you know, all the other you know Venom symbiotes that you know are expected to be in this film, and you know, you already know that that's going to be a pretty awesome sequence when that does come up. So, you know, unless you you know don't like Venom because of what you know they did with Topher Grace as Venom, which I like Topher Grace, but no. No, no. Any, they could have picked anyone else in that role. 
You know, I remember the for the first Spider-Man three that there was the rumors of Vin Diesel coming in as Eddie Brock, and honestly, I probably would have preferred that instead of Topher Grace because Topher Grace, like like I said, I like him. You know, you know, I I enjoyed him on as Eric Foreman on that '70s show, but as Eddie Brock, no. But I love Tom Hardy. He's experienced with action movies and superhero movies. You know, specifically playing Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. So I look forward to seeing what he can bring to the Venom character in the Ven upcoming Venom film. Which, nice little, you know, side bit that he took the role because apparently his son is a big fan of Venom. You know, which, it's nice, you know. I like hearing stories like that about actors taking characters, taking the roles for certain characters because they want to do it for their kids. Like the late, great Raul Julia. <laughs> took the role of uh, M. Bison in the 90s Street Fighter film, which, you know, that film's kind of a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, he took the role of Bison because his his kids were were big fans of the video game, and he wanted to do that for them. You know, and that's great. Now, with Tom Hardy's kid, you know, he's pretty young to be a big fan of Venom. Like, eesh. You know, you know, what's going on at that house? <laughs> But again, I can't really talk, you know. I've been, I've been, I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street at Halloween at, at like six years old, so yeah. Anyways, that is all that I have to talk about on this episode. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, let me see, eh, just under 40 minutes, not bad. You know, I thought I actually would have gone a little bit longer. Um, I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you enjoyed it enough to subscribe, share it with your friends, come back and listen to future episodes, which I'm going to try to get these episodes up every Friday, uh, you know, and if I can't, you know, sorry, probably I'll get them up on Saturdays, but I'll always let you know if I'm not going to get them up on, on Fridays, but my plan is to have them uploaded every Friday. <laughs> And also, if the audio on this particular recording sucks, it's because I'm recording it on my phone as the microphone that I ordered to to be able to use on the podcast has not arrived in the mail yet. So, decided, fuck it, while I'm waiting for that, I'll just record it on my phone and hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, and thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. And everyone who is listening, you know, like I said, I hope you like it. If you didn't like it, go ahead and give me you know, honest feedback. I take that as well. Be as brutally honest as you can. I don't care. I can take it. You know, born and raised in New York. Yeah, I like to think that I'm tough. So yeah, give me your best shot if you didn't like it. But and my name is Julian. This was the Men in Tights podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.